Welcome. Another episode, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights here with Eric Norton. We're going to talk about his, well, we're going to talk about the Seattle Mariners in, uh, in a, in a, in a slightly different way than you may have heard, uh, before. So Eric was on the inside. But first, thanks to our sponsors, Beckett Media. Uh, obviously, um, <laughs> Eric's, uh, current employer and my former, uh, company in the, in the, predecessor, uh, but that also includes Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, and then ComC is the sponsor, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards up in Aurora, Colorado, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Panini, Tops, and Upper Deck. So great sponsors. Hope you'll patronize uh, uh, our sponsors here, and even Eric's sponsors. Eric's got some <laughs> great sponsors. Eric, give a shout out to your sponsors, cool. and then let's jump in. Uh, so we got Vintage Breaks this there. That's oh, cool, new. So we got cool. Vintage Breaks, uh, Pastime Marketplace, and of course, Dynasty Breaks. Dynasty, yeah. yeah so. Dane on here. Dane's, Dane's got a following. He's got, always got something to say. But today we're going to talk about the Seattle Mariners. Now you worked, this came up in your origin story. Mm-hmm, sure did. That you've, uh, you, you were there for three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 10, 11, and 12. Okay. Uh, some of the worst Mariner seasons ever. I was going to say, you, you could have been. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I could have I caught. I guess I was living in uh, just outside of Seattle in yeah. uh, 01 when they were uh, really, really hot. So that I, I guess I could have been there. But I, I, I chose to uh, serve. And then by the time I got to the Mariners, it was they, okay. were, they were really bad. Okay. And what uh, – so what do you do? And, and again, this is Sports Card Insights. So – uh, to what extent did that allow you access sure. and uh, understanding of how the collectors, how the how the players viewed collectors and collecting, mm-hmm. as well as what involvement you had that led to your sure coming? Um, so uh, I worked for the Mariners team store. A uh, little known fact then that the Mariners and there was one other team. I want to say it was the Rangers that actually owned their own team stores. Everything else yeah. was subcontracted out. So um, with that being said, I sold I sold game used memorabilia during the game. So. If you hit a foul ball, if you, Jim Beckett hit a foul ball, they would bring that up to me and then I would sell it to whomever. Uh, first base, did second base. Did you market? Did you, did you have some PSA DNA? Yeah. Or some so, other uh, kind of a Price Waterhouse or? Right. Every, at, uh, there's a, at every, every home game, well, every game, there's a, uh, MLB authentication guy there. Okay. So they'll put a, they'll put a hologram on it. Okay. Uh, put the number in the system and then they'll bring it up to me and I sell it. Um, how'd you price it? Uh, you, it depends on who hit it. Did you get latitude to decide, or did they? No, there was a there was a tier system. Uh, oh. So, uh, Mike, a good example was Mike Trout. He was young in his career then. Yeah. Uh, you could have bought Mike Trout balls all day for twenty bucks. And it, how many did you set aside? Uh, I, I never I never did that. Were but, you a non collector in those days, kind of, or were you were you having interest in? I had interest in it, um, but it was more on the football side. Yeah. And then when I got to be kind of friends with Kyle Seager, I, it was the Kyle Seager. Thing, uh, collection. So I bought Kyle Seager balls. Yeah. Uh, I bought Kyle Seager bats. Uh, uh, again, I, I said this a minute ago, but first, second, and third base, you could buy first, second, and third base from every game, which was oh my goodness. really cool to me. Um, if you just you saw a big play and you wanted to remember that you were there, uh, you could go buy first, second, and third base because they switched them out in the sixth inning. Yeah. Um, it was it was really cool to be a part of history too. Like Mo Rivera, when he tied Trevor Hoffman's record, right. uh, I was, I was right there in the stadium. They brought, brought one of those balls up and somebody bought it for $500, you know, and, uh, Ichiro was a big part of the team there yeah. as well. So, uh, Oh, had a lot of Ichiro memorabilia that was fun to see. Was, what's, what's, what's Ichiro like? Is he, uh, he's very quiet. Is he, is he understand? Uh, I mean, his English probably yeah. is, is sometimes they say people's English is better than they right. let on early on anyway. Uh, he speaks English well. Yeah. Whether or not you hear him speak English well yeah. is, is another thing. Each yeah. um, row was very quiet, but I think the biggest thing about him to me that was surprising when I first started there was 
how much power he had during batting practice for a tiny guy. Yeah, he's not. He's wiry. Yeah, absolutely. But during batting practice, he hit home run after home run after home run. And the game started, he'd slap it to right, you know, right. and, and let out a, let out a double if he had to. You know, uh, it was fun to see. And then a rocket of an arm for a guy that started in the major leagues later in his life because right. he played in Japan for so long. Right, right. Just a rocket, absolute rocket. Yeah. What uh, did you sell cards? Yeah, in the, in the store. We, had, we had team sets, or yeah. was it what was it like? Uh, all tops. We had tops team sets, and then we had tops uh, blasters. Uh, sometimes they would bring the hobby box up and, or whatever. But uh, the team sets were fun. Little known fact about the Seattle Mariners is that they have the most tourists at their stadium every year because they come from Japan and they come from Korea. Right. So uh, we would we would probably sell five ten team sets a night and you know, eighty two home games at yeah. you know seven dollars a piece isn't bad. How do you reload or restock? Were you getting it from uh, other? Were people putting them together? Or you get them straight from tops. You get them straight from tops. Yeah, or a distributor from tops. So, um, who's up there? Uh, GTS is GTS has a uh, facility up the road from Seattle, so I'm I'm, I'm sure it might have came from them. What uh, were players? Were they? What about autograph situations? Were were you? Were they authenticated? Or since the, did you have stuff that was autographed yeah. that didn't need to be authenticated because you were the official store? Uh, everything was authenticated. We, uh, we had, again, MLB was there, so they would authenticate it as it come up. Um, Mill Creek Sports was up the road, and Mill Creek Sports had an exclusive with Ichiro. So sometimes we would, uh, they would get autographs from for Ichiro and bring them into the store. Not often, but sometimes because, uh, well, again, with the tourists, sometimes uh, how do I say this? Dr- drunken businessmen from mm. from overseas would come and buy five, six Ichiro autograph balls at a time. And they were very happy to do so. Right. Um, and then organizations like Mariner's Care, every team has a situation like right, that. Right. Every year they would have a Mariner's Care grab bag. And for $50, you got a, a brown sandwich bag and it had a random autograph in it. So, oh, really? so yeah. it could have been somebody. Great. Yeah. So did you have, a, so anything happened in the ballpark you had access to mm-hmm. from other teams as well? Yes, absolutely. Well, Again, then, with the Mo Rivera thing. Yeah. yeah they brought that up. Uh, a big thing that I actually started to like were the lineup cards because uh, right. you always you always the lineup card from the day prior would always end up in our store. Well, there's only one. I think, yeah, exactly, right? exactly. So yeah. anytime a big game, like I remember, uh, we had a lineup card when uh, the Mariners played in Anaheim and Trout went four for four with three home runs, and that ended up in our store. And I remember the guy that I sold it to; he was buying everything Trout that he could at the time, and he, you know, he paid. 50, 60 bucks for it. And that's were the cool. other uh, employees there that, that, that were associated with the Mariners, were, were many of them collectors or were they, mm-hmm. or is there this kind of separation that you've got to set that aside when you're on the team? You can't be hounding autographs or, or cherry picking collectibles. Were there, were there any ethical Absolutely. dilemmas there? Or? Uh, what they did to uh, discourage that is once a year, we had a Mariners employee uh, function, and they brought in the team so we could get oh, our we could get autographs. Get your fill. Yeah, get our fill, and then, so it was just understood that that would happen. That would be your time, and that would be your time. Uh, uh, for people, for guys who worked in the visitors clubhouse, they could get one one or two autographs per per homestand. Yeah. Uh, so you know, get, guys were saving that for you know when Jeter came or, right. or any of the Red Sox. Uh, but it was it was it was known that you, you don't ask for autographs, and because we had the the team function at the end of the year, right. and and. Uh, would you consider yourself a Kyle Seeger super collector? I don't or think just it's, a just a fan. Yeah, right? I'm just a fan. I'm not a super collector. I, I do have my fair share of Kyle Seeger cards, uh, so I'm, I just don't have. What a lot. Uh, are there? Um, are you aware of that many Mariners uh, avid collectors of all, everything's Marin, all things Mariners, or or uh, I know Ichiro has mm-hmm. a is a big following, yeah. but are there? Well, obviously with Griffey, yeah, uh, and then um, Randy Johnson. 
I know, but that's they they Randy Johnson now. I mean, again, we've had this discussion if the Mariners had just held on right. <laughs> to the talent that they had, right. they, they they would have been a dynasty. I think absolute dynasty. There are guys out there, and I know this from that market living there that you know they have their guys, Griffey Jr., yeah. uh, Edgar Martinez, anybody on that ninety five, ninety six well, team. Edgar that, stayed there. Yeah, Edgar stayed there. Yeah. Uh, anybody that you can find from the, from that great call, and you know, yeah. you know that. Uh, any of those guys are, are fun to collect. Any, anybody from the kingdom. Chris, Chris Bosio threw their first with no hitter. So that was something else I wanted to bring up here is yeah. working there. I saw two perfect games in a, in a combined no hitter. And that was really cool. That was that really is cool. cool. Yeah. So, uh, so were you, so you're working the store, mm-hmm. but the store overlooked is right behind home plate. Oh, so that's not even fair. Yeah. I, like all I had to do was there it is. <laughs> uh, King Felix is how much did you have to pay to get this job? Oh yeah, right. They paid you. Pay <laughs> they, they paid us, and it was it was a little more than minimum wage. And I was excited to have it, but uh, King Felix's perfect perfect three game was on a Wednesday yeah, afternoon, yeah. and it was a, a nice state. It was a nice sized crowd, but like I had a perfect view yeah. right down to home plate. It was awesome. Yeah, um, and so cards were not a big part of it. I mean, I, I realize now that as cards have gotten more complicated with with the autographs and the game use mm-hmm. stuff, it's the kind of the full integration of the player in the right. game experience. Uh, and I, I think that's probably a good trend, but just to have a card for card's sake still right. needs to be. Sure. Uh, are there any players that were on the team that hated cards or did they all see this was an additional source of income for them that was necessary evil or. I don't think any of them hated it. I, they did. None of them like autograph hounds, yeah. obviously, but I, all of the uh, Dominican born players or, yeah. or Latin born players, they all loved them. Absolutely love them. Like, uh, I, the Mariners team set that the, the that Safeco Phil did every year. Uh, Felix wanted to see his cards, so, yeah. and, and you know he wanted to get them. And uh, any of the Latin born players were, were like that, but none of them just flat out hated it. It was just part of the part of the well, game. How can they hate it when it seems like a lot of them get involved in these jersey swaps? Right. Yeah. I mean, so if it's not something that has value, why are they <laughs> why are they engaging in it? Right. Exactly. But I don't know that they do. Many of them collect cards. Not, you think, or not a whole have a, lot. Keep a few cards of their own. Not a whole lot. Uh, obviously, there are guys who do. Uh, Pat Nishak being, you yeah, know, the absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I think the more and more into memorabilia and jersey swaps, right. and you know, they'd rather have a bat from the opposing team than, uh, you know, a baseball card. But uh, again, the Latin-born players loved them, and they did collect yeah. their own stuff. Do you so, know Spanish? Me, no, not, not a lick of it. What they're talking about? <laughs> yeah. <sometimes. laughs> yeah. What? Uh, What's what's your feelings about the Mariners right now? I mean, are you did that three years lock you in? You know, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I was a Pirate fan because we lived in Pittsburgh when I was right. little, and I got to you know Roberto Clemente's my favorite player. I've told that story, but that almost makes you a lifelong Pirate fan, even though they went through the dark days sure. of twenty years of missing the playoffs. Sure, uh, but are, are you locked in now for the Mariners for the rest of your life? I you see. I love Seattle. It's Somewhere I always wanted to live, and I got to live there. Do you want to go back? I mean, don't you love Dallas area? Come on. <laughs> uh, 110 if, degrees? No, I don't want that. Uh, I can tell you the first time that I, when, when I fell in love with Seattle, my, my grandfather was watching the evening news, and it was 105 here, and it was 68 degrees in Seattle. And I was like, okay. I want to move there. Okay. So uh, I love Seattle. My son my, my son spent the first three years of his yeah, life at yeah, Safeco. Yeah. Um, the, there were relationships that I built there that yeah. and the Mariners that it just – it made it feel like home, so I think I will always. I was I, when I go to Ranger games, I always wear Mariners okay. gear. So, but Eric, you 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 have a really cool job now. I do. Yeah. So, compare and contrast. Is not your job now better than then? 
or would you want to take, you know, change the venue or, or get Beckett Media to move out to Seattle or something? Yeah, that would be great. Uh, there, there are a few things in my life that have beat, uh, the smell of a fresh cut baseball field and the Puget Sound, the smell of the salt water coming in. So. Uh, it's tough, Jim. It's okay. tough. I don't know about the smells out in Arlington. But <laughs> the field smells good, and there was just yeah. well. Uh, again, were you doing much? Uh, I mean, podcasting was not even on your horizon. But you're you're kind of a gregarious social guy. What? How was that outlet uh, when you were with the Mariners? Mm-hmm. Was it you know working kind of retail and the customer sure. experience? Seems like you probably relished that. Loved it absolutely. Loved but it, it was face to face. Yeah, it was face to face. Whereas yeah. now you're you're. Yeah, I loved it. We had. Um, Again, so many customers come in from, you know, uh, out of the country. So getting to interact with, with, uh, their, them and learn their passions and, you know, why they love baseball. And then, uh, I do love customer interaction face to face. Uh, being over phone was not what I need. It's not what I like, but getting, be able, like to tell you why that's an important Sandy Koufax picture, you know, autograph that, that's cool to me. So you enjoyed explaining those things. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Absolutely. You have a real positive attitude. I try to be. And that's uh, really important because the customer's not always right. That's a myth. Right. However, however, they think they're right. And for you to tell them that they're wrong usually doesn't work very well. So right. you're apparently able to tell them a story to get them thinking in a, in a very positive way. So the glazed over looks in their face when you explain baseball history. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not glazed over here, Eric. <laughs> I've enjoyed uh, visiting with you about your experience with uh, the Mariners. We're, we're going to do some other teams in the, in the future, but uh, the Mariners is, has been that that uh, has been claimed by Eric. So Thank you, sir. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode, and uh, appreciate your your uh, listening. And uh, thank you, collectors. Have a good day.